Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, yeah. baby. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Bitch, if I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. If I ain't the cold man or the dope man, I'm almost for sure, man. I gotta take it, no need to say shit. I'm gonna take it. Robberies turn homicide, it's nothing to play with. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast, and uh, we will be recapping episode three of Raising Canaan, and this episode was called Stick and Move. Um, I am here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Okay, and I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie, a.k.a. Starkness. (laughs) I am doing wonderful. I am very happy to be here and to talk about the show. Yay. Cool. And yeah, so I'm Uncle Gary. I'm I'm Kanan's third uncle, in case you didn't know <laughs> from, from Britain. So uh yeah, we are here to recap this episode power, um, and basically share our takeaways from the episode and um ask a few questions and do a bit of a, a deeper dive into the events of you know the episode and the season altogether. Uh, before we start, I just want to remind everyone, you know, you can find us on Spotify also by searching Powercast. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts. And of course, we are here on YouTube as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you enjoy the content, please hit the like button. Consider leaving a comment. Let us know what you think of uh, Raising Canaan so far and what you think is going to happen. We enjoy talking about all the theories and everything. So, uh, definitely let us know your thoughts. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is it for now. So let's get straight to our takeaways for this uh, wonderful episode. So uh, this week, I am going to go to you first, Dana. The spotlight is on you. So share some of your takeaways from this episode of Raising Canaan. Um, I found this to be, this wasn't a lot where, you know, things were happening. This is the setup, I felt. This was the episode where we, we, it's called Stick and Move. And I kind of feel like this is the, the part where we set up a lot of things that's going to happen in the next episode and we'll get to see the reactions behind it. What I really did like were, yes, they were like what was going on with the, the drug deals and, you know, the corner spots and people being arrested. But what I really liked was the fact that it showed more of the development of its characters in the sense that we got Jukebox and I think her name is Nicole. And their relationship, Jukebox can really, really sing. And so could Nicole. I think they do choir together. So, but I just wasn't prepared for that level of like singage. Very nice. So I like to see that, you know, we got to see their relationship kind of grow and grow deeper. And she wanted to go and meet the family. And she's like, no, it's not that kind of family and environment. No, thank you. That kind of thing was really nice. And then we got with um, Raquel and her relationship with Symphony. I believe his name is. With Symphony and how um, I kind of feel that right now he's more of a, what's that word? Like a, not to say a side piece, but like, you know, a little action Jackson and that's it. Nothing serious with Symphony, even though I think that he, he, he thinks there's going to be, you know, something more either involving his career in the, in the family or just, you know, being a relationship with part of the family. I really liked Kanan 
and how we saw his relationship with his mother again. I really appreciated how they show with D-Wiz, how he was killed and kind of how it affected Kanan. At the end when we got, when they visited um, D-Wiz's mother and they were sitting and they was doing the prayer and how you got to see Kanan cry and show emotion. You know, this is not the 50 cent, this is not the, the Kanan start that we know in Power, Power Universe, when he's 50 cent, Carden and everything else. This is like the boy, you're only 15 years old. And I really like the fact that they're showing the character's vulnerability. And I really think that this is, you know, it shows such great growth and character development. And, you know, as people who know how it ends, it makes you wonder, well, what really happened to turn him so dark? You know, for him to just not care and to have that little glint of, I would say, a psychopath kind of by the time we get to power. What is really going on? So I really liked how they did that. And I also liked the focus on Omar, Omar Epps um, and his partner, the cop. And how she was, to me, I thought she was a little annoying, um, but you saw that. I like the fact that, you know, this isn't just another police, this isn't, isn't just another police officer that we're following on another detective. You know, he has a backstory and we have him fighting against time because he has leukemia. Um, I forgot the full name. It's like normal blasty something. It's like a full thing, but it's leukemia. And he needs a bone marrow transplant. And he does not have family that's going to be like me. You know, so he's basically out there on his own doing that. And I like the fact that they showed there was the scene where they opened with him chasing down, the, I guess, the corner boys. And, you know, him being completely like winded. This is not something that you, you know, you see like, say, in other movies that I don't know, stars Gerard Butler or, or I don't know, some other thing where like the cop is out running everyone and jumping over fences and parkour and everything. No, this was a really realistic take. On police officers running after people. He almost got a heart attack in the laundromat. He had to say, forget it. So I really like what they're doing with the show so far and involved with that. And I also like how they're showing their next moves because we have the deal that went down. I may be like mint, like not getting this accurate, but the part where um, Raquel had to go to the big main boss, whose name I can't remember, but he had to go to the big main guy and ask for the supply and like, you know, for the money. And, and, you know, this is the guy who, you know, we let the underlings handle everything, but they make all of the money. And I like to see more of his story. I like how they tease that as well. So that was kind of it for me. I just really liked how they're developing the characters and how they're creating the, how they're setting up the universe, not to, you know, an overall picture of where people are placed in the story. So, yeah, it's a lot of setup for me. Nice. Yeah, some uh, definitely interesting takeaways. And it's some of that stuff you mentioned is stuff that, you know, I've stood out to me also. And, and I'm going to, you know, give my perspective on also. Um, but we are going to go to uh, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. first, firstly, and then, you know, I'll, I'll uh, end the segment off. So, Rich, what stood out to you in this episode of Raising Kane? Well, Yes, uh, I also agree. Excellent points by Dana. Uh, I have three main takeaways. Uh, some of this stuff is very similar to what Dana mentioned. First and foremost, uh, Detective Howard. Um, I did not see that curveball coming of the health diagnosis. Uh, so that was, I was a little surprised to see that. Uh, 
what I got out of the character in this episode is that it feels to me like the character is in denial about a lot of different things because after he got that diagnosis, you know, he they had a scene where he was in the car talking to his partner and he's has this whole monologue about, oh, yes, I'm well respected in the community. Nobody's going to get in my way when they see they know that I always do a good job. So it kind of tells me that the character is, is in denial because even when he got the diagnosis, he is like he's not really thinking about it too serious. He's just going to just sit by and let his time run out. So I'm curious to see how they progress the storyline with him moving forward. What we did see in this episode was, you know, Rock reaching out to him and pretty much once she got the information on Unique's uh, supply, the next drop he was going to have, it pretty much was just a setup to make sure that they could shut him down with what he's doing on the corners. Now we know that as we, as he, as uh, Howard alluded to in the previous episode, that he is, um, he's rooting for Unique to be the one that is successful in this war, or you know, between him and and and, uh, and and Rock. So for this to happen, it makes me very curious to see how their interaction is going to be the next time around, because even though. They didn't quite. I mean, I mean that that little car car scene was pretty intense, and the police car hitting hitting the other car as well. Yes, it was very intense, but it was very it was very fast. So, but obviously, only thing we saw at the end of the episode was unique going back to the corner spot to see the corner that he no longer has control of, and then passing by and seeing Marvin and Lulu in the other car, which lets you know the beef intention is real now. Because it, it, it obviously it makes Unique feel well, they had something to do with this, obviously, because why are they here? So um, I'm very curious to see how Unique's interaction is going to be with Howard. And I'm also curious to see how Howard is going to, you know, how he's going to move forward with all the stuff he has going on in his personal life right now with the health stuff. So, but yeah, Omar Epps is a good actor. So I'm very curious to see what they have for him coming up next. Um, my next takeaway from this episode, I really, really like how they are portraying Jukebox as a character. Because by Dana mentioned in this episode, you know, she had the scene with, with Nicole, the singing scene with Nicole. Uh, but again, we, it, it seems to me like every single week we get more layers pulled back from this character. Last week is when we, we saw that she was out selling the, the jackets on the street, the clothes, so on and so forth. And then this week, you know, she had to leave Nicole to go and steal some more clothes. And you saw that her friend actually beat down one of the cops and she pulled out a box cutter to threaten him. And I was like, oh, well, hold on a second here. So this tells me that the character can get violent if she chooses to, because uh, I was not expecting that to happen. I know a lot of people, when they saw that trailer last week, the little teaser, they thought, oh, Jukebox probably killed somebody. But no, she didn't. She was just there trying to stop the guy she was with from taking it too far with the officer. And we know that the officer, I, I'm sure the officer, he maybe he didn't get a good glimpse of her, but he definitely saw them to some extent when he was, because he wasn't unconscious when he got beat down. He was still very much, uh, uh, you know, alert. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, that it goes from that whole scene where she, you know, you can see that she's tough, that she will do what she needs to do in certain situations to once again, 
a scene of vulnerability where she talks to Raquel and hints to her, oh yeah, there's someone that I really do like, that I actually love, my, my first love, my first crush. Doesn't quite tell her who it is. And I'm assuming that when that when that that moment happens, when she makes that announcement, that that is probably something they're going to say for a much later time. Uh, I don't know if they're going to wait till I don't know how far how long they're going to wait to to do that announcement because I think you said Gary that Jukebox told Kanan uh, in the regular Power series that she liked women, but I, I would assume that some of the other characters might also find out about this as well uh, to some extent, but. Yeah, it just, I like how they have the character, you know, she has both a tough side and she's also vulnerable as well. And you're seeing a lot of those layers uh, with each episode. So that's a very good job. Uh, it does make me fear what turned her into a cold-blooded cold blooded killer. And I assume we're going to get that answer at some point. Uh, so, but like I said last week, I hope nothing bad happens to Nicole because I have a very bad feeling something could happen to her. Um and the final takeaway uh, is that, just like uh, you alluded to, and, and Gary also said before we started recording, yeah, it, it, this is a setup episode uh, with Kanan. You know, I, I feel like throughout this whole episode, you know, he is pretty much just reacting to, of course, still processing the, the D-Wiz information, but also adamant that he wants to do whatever he needs to do because he, he's trying to make some money. Um the whole thing about approaching Marvin with the opportunity to work with him, then being successful at selling the drugs. And then you already immediately saw what his intention was. He didn't even want to get the money for himself. He wanted to get it for his girl, Davina, to help her with groceries. So it shows you that obviously the character still has a soft spot for this for, for her and is trying to make something work out there. Has that kiss with her also towards the end of the episode. So obviously you're rooting for Kanan. But again, you, you realize that he is going to do what he needs to do because he knows that his mom is trying to protect him, doesn't want him getting involved and all this other stuff. But obviously, he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. So we're going to start to slowly see this stuff happen. As you said last week, Gary, there's only a matter of time before he gets through that door that's in the stash house. That's going to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, that and then I will also add in to the last point of uh, about this particular topic, as Dana mentioned, when they went to D. Wiz's place and they had the whole thing where you saw him cry, I'm sure the both of you, as well as the viewers, also saw the very last scene that they showed, Kanan's reaction as he's looking at his mom as she's, she's basically there to comfort D. Wiz's mom. That look made me feel is like he knows that Raquel is in some way connected to this. She probably has something to do with this because the way that she came in there, she was just said a prayer for the lady, was just very understanding and stuff like that. And then the way he looks, though, like, yes, there were tears, but the kind of smirk on his face is like he knows, you know, like you, you probably did something. Did you do something? Something's up with this. It doesn't really feel right. Uh, obviously he can't really have, he doesn't have any proof about it yet, but we do know that Jukebox did see, uh, they, she did see D-Wiz get into Lulu's car. So I, at some point that conversation is going to happen. I just am curious to see when it happens, but I feel yeah, like the um, character. They, they know you, her face tells me she, she, she wants to intervene there. So. <laughs> oh, no, go, 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 ahead, go ahead. I go ahead. interpreted, I interpreted that entirely different. 
Oh. I interpret, you're talking about when the mom went and grabbed his hand and kissed it, right? Yeah, yeah. I interpreted that entirely different. I looked at it as like, um, it was a silent agreement between the two where it's like, you know what to do. And he's like, yeah, I got it. In the sense of retaliation. Mm. That's how really? I caught it. That's how no? Because it? it was like, they stared and they looked, she, she gave a kiss. That seemed like it was like sympathetic. Like I know, you know, you both lost someone, and I felt that she was good enough to hide the emotions to say like I had something involved. And then she gave the kiss. He looked up. She looked up, and I thought it was like one of those. It's your time now to to, to do revenge. No. See, see, I, that 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 that's possible. The only reason why I don't know is because this character does not want him. She wants him to just focus right now on listening. Yeah, she's she yeah, trying to protect him. But, but I yeah. thought that between that that moment was like, it's okay. You can now, I, I give you my okay to follow down this road thing. I mean, no? that, there's no there's no real way to, to know for sure until right, we see, see the next episode. But the, yeah, way, I mean, the, way, I, uh, the way I interpreted, interpreted that scene was similar to, uh, to Richard, but I, okay. I don't think Kana knows that she she uh you know called the order to have right. Dee Wiz killed. I I think he's more so suspicious because we see earlier in the episode when he's at the house uh with with the guy playing computer games, um and you know he has that look like he asks the guy you know what did you hear about Dee Wiz, and you know um he, then Kanan's like yeah I I heard that too, but he has that like curious look in his eyes like he doesn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to mm. find the truth So I think it's more so He's suspicious and he's trying to Make sense of things in his head So at that that final scene Rich was talking about you know, Maybe a little something Clicked but I don't think He he he, he knows for sure or, or I don't think he fully Suspects her but he's just A little bit suspicious I think Oh uh, that was way off <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I think you're, I think what you said could still be the case. Also, like like Gary said, we won't know, I guess, until next week. Yeah. Um, but it, it the, the the he looked at the look it would look like you know like somebody is trying to deceive me, and I and I I have to question now what is what's up with that because it's just an odd look. Like I've seen that look before, so that's why I think uh, he might know something is going on. You know what threw me? It was the fact that she stared at him so intently. Then I guess that's what threw me because the way how she was staring at him yeah. was kind of like a silent agreement to, towards the two. I, yeah, I would yeah, I, I have, uh, I have actually have a question related to that later, like, uh, okay. in the question segment. I have, I have some stuff, uh, to, to say about Raquel. So, uh oh. But yeah, okay. I'll, I'll let, I'll let you continue, Rich, with your takeaways for now. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did I have any any other takeaways? Oh yeah, the final takeaway. I only said three, but I, I'm gonna add this in here as well. Um, so we see that we 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 got introduced to another new character in this in this well, a couple of different characters. Uh, Camacho at the music, uh, the music producer. Um, oh, yeah. This guy, you know, it, this I thought was interesting because now you see that that Lulu actually has a passion for music. And is and could pursue music, but again, he has these whole things about he's he's the right hand man to Raquel. He has to stick by her and do whatever. And, and when I and when I saw this this dynamic, it makes me wonder 
what's going to happen to that character moving forward because obviously it, it reminds me a little bit in the sense of there are characters we've seen in these power shows before where clearly they have talent and ambition to do something other than be involved in the drug game uh and i felt like for example we had drew and in, in book two and the fact that he's an artist he has these other aspirations but now he's of course monet wants him to, to do the, to, to just stay in the family business uh this is a situation where obviously uh, lulu is the right-hand man um but he does have the support of jessica uh which is famous his sister and i also find it interesting though however he still has a bit of a beef with famous because you remember that when when when, when uh, camacho had that conversation with jessica about oh yeah my brother is a rapper he just was was completely uninterested didn't want to be involved in any of that stuff and he said oh yeah i understand you 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 saw an opportunity to go into business for yourself and try to promote your brother that's fine but obviously there's still some tension between those two characters because we already know that famous does not want lulu messing around with jessica and you see that relationship is now starting to evolve so yeah. we'll see what happens but i don't think that's going to end positively uh for those involved um we'll see but those are my takeaways for this week okay yeah uh, great takeaways from from both of you um i'm i'm about to you know touch on some of those things as well in mind so uh yeah let's uh let's get to mine so um you know uh you guys talked a bit about sim symphony already um and i believe uh dana said you know he's he's starting to seem like a side piece and everything like that he's a bit nosy um, a nosy side <laughs> a, a nosy side piece yeah, remember the whole closet incident? Would you? No, I'm confusing two people. Sorry. Can, can I ask a question? <laughs> yes. What's up? Is Raquel considered a Kruger? A Kruger, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Symphony is in college. She's like in like he's studying for his master's at probably early twenties or I don't know. And she's yeah. probably in her thirties because she said she was sixteen when she had Canaan. Yeah, she she's like the uh, you know late maybe mid. Mid, mid like, thirties, right? Mid yeah, mid yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, my thing is with Symphony because um, uh, I do have a question about this later on. But like, it seems like they're really forcing this guy, you know, into the, the picture because there was two sex scenes in this episode with with those two, Raquel and Symphony. Two of them. Like, they did they really need two? Gary was um, like, yeah. Well, 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 well Gary, <laughs> th this, this is this is power. They they have to. I guess they figure they have to have sex scenes. I, I know, but and, like and, usually, and by usually, the way, yeah, Marvin had a sex scene as well. He has he got himself some action as well in this yeah. episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> that's true. No, but <laughs> but yeah. usually, usually in power, if there's going to be like more than one sex scene, it's going to be like different people. Like, but they, it was like the same, like back to back, like you know, Raquel and Symphony. So it's like, you know, they're really pushing this relationship. And um, you know, I, uh, I'll save it for the question later that I have for you folks. But I just want to say one thing. Sympathy, uh, you know, I mean, symphony. Symphony. <laughs> symphony. <laughs> he, uh, he should have enough decency to put some clothes on before he sits at the computer. Like, <laughs> it, it See, I didn't know if that was like a territorial thing. 
but it was weird. It was weird because if this is the first time you're staying over at Raquel's place and you know she has a son, like, what were you doing? Like, what are you doing sitting at the boy's computer with your clothes off? Like, that is just disrespect in my eyes. Like, if I was Kanan, I would have like slapped him upside the head or something. Like, I would have grabbed like a, a, a one of those stick catalogs like with the clothes in and everything and just like just, just lobbed it at his head or something. Like, like what are you doing? But the mom didn't mind, which was like, oh, okay. I know, like that, that that was weird too. Like it's like she's, you know, taking sim- uh, Symphony's side over Kanan, and it's like, wow, like it, it, you, you didn't even you didn't even take the time to introduce them properly. Like it sounds, Gary. It sounds like it sounds like you want to call him Symphony instead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be, you know, a, more, a suitable name for him. I don't know. I'll, I'll let the people decide that, but but yeah, um, I'm 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 just curious to see you know where where this goes, and uh, I, I will you know I have a question about that later, so we we can uh, expand on that a little bit. But that's just one of my takeaways, you know. Um, and uh, I thought you know Richard was gonna uh, bring this up, but I noticed they had your boy D'Angelo Boxdale from The Wire in this yep. episode like mm-hmm. he's now a character in the power universe um so, and so, after, so, he, yeah, so he so he so he didn't get choked out in that jail cell then he <laughs> survived yeah I, I guess he pulled the wool, wool over stringer's eyes like stringer thinks he's dead but he's not dead he, he just <laughs> he moved to new york and he he took over the streets and became the connect so but he never found guess. wallace he still didn't ask him where's wallace uh, well, well, gone, man. Wallace is in Hollywood now. He's not coming back. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to see that actor again. Um, and I, I know that I know by now that you know uh, the Power team are huge fans of The Wire. I mean, how can you not be if you're in this sort of lane? Um, you know, it's because The Wire is like is it's like the foundations of you know these types of shows basically like that is the show you know um so i mean even snowfall was is taking cues from the wire like so that show was just so influential so you know um i'm sure you know everyone who even loves power and and snowfall probably also loved loved the wire as well so um you know it's 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 good to see that you know there's a lot of homage being paid to that show as well but yeah um the character is interesting. He has a, a weird name, um, Azuma Dean or something like that. But they they call him Dean. Um, I'm I'm interested to see you know how deep they get with this character because from what I gather, um, he is the connect that's supplying both Raquel and Unique. So there's obviously a lot of tension that can come from that. So go ahead, Rich. I just want to make a comment. Uh, you probably were going to mention this. So the guy that works for him is called Smurf. And you saw that Raquel now did, you know, got information from him about the, mm-hmm. about the uniques. That's going to cause some issues between him and uh, and Dean. I would I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah for yep. sure. And 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 yeah, we, I have a question about that too. So yeah, we we can uh, explore that a bit more in a little mm-hmm. while. But um, but yeah, that that was. It's cool. They're, they're still introducing new characters at episode three, so that's that's cool. Um, and yeah, um, 
it was just good to see that actor because I haven't seen him for a while and he he almost looks the same like you know he might have like one wrinkle on the forehead or something but like he uh, aside from that he looks exactly the same as he did in the wild so you know uh, that black doesn't crack so there you go uh and uh just going off of you know what um Richard was saying about jukebox also um she yeah I, I like that she has a lot of different emotional layers in this uh in this power you know compared to the one in you know in the later version of power that takes place after raising Canaan and stuff like when they're growing up um you know in this show she definitely has her layers like she can you know she can be smitten with her girlfriend one minute and then she's doing some super hard stuff the next so i like that emotional range that jukebox has um and you know she she has a lot of strength to her character and we see that in the fact that she's the one that kind of coaches Kanan you know after after Kanan gets the drugs from his uncle Marvin um she's the one that kind of coaches him and 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 you know gives him the confidence to start selling that you know so she's very street smart and um she she has a lot of strength to, to to offer people and everything i just feel like she she's not quite there in terms of the bitterness that she has in the later version of power um and i think what might happen is that she is going to put nicole at risk because uh, we see in this episode that you know when when she told nicole that she had to go and you know do what what she was going to do with with her friends like the the criminals or whatever um Nicole was like, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't, you you can stay here with me if if you like me that much. But Jukebox wasn't having it. She she was going to go and, you know, do what she was going to do regardless, right? I think later on, um, you know, this is this is going to come into play again, and um, Nicole might end up, you know, following her or trying to help her or save her or something something of that nature. And I think it, it's going to put Nicole at risk. And I think that is going to be the thing that unlocks the darker side of uh, Jukebox's character that we, we we begin to see later on, you know. So um, I think it's going to take like a huge tragedy like that for for her to, you know, start to become that later Jukebox version. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um and Howard, you know, Howard, uh, that was an interesting, you know, um, situation, an interesting layer to his character also that they added with him being sick. Um, and I'm wondering what they're going to do with that, because obviously if, if you start to, you know, um, if you get a life threatening sickness like that, you're going to start living like your life is on a clock. And it's gonna, it's gonna affect your decision making. You're probably gonna make a lot of short term decisions because you feel like you don't, you're not gonna be living in the long term. So I want to see how that plays into his character. The fact that, you know, he knows he's sick and he might not be able to find, you know, a, a donor like for, you know, the transplant and everything. Um, you know, I want to see how that's going to play with his psyche. Um, in terms of, you know, how he's, Operating with uh, Raquel and Unique, um, I, th- I feel like he's going to make a lot of erratic decisions now. 
Um, so that's going to be, you know, pretty entertaining to watch take place. Um, even though it's under unfortunate circumstances, you know, at the detriment of his health and everything. Um, so yeah, that was a, a real interesting thing. I kind of like that they added that too, because this is a very real thing, like leukemia, it, you know, um, it, you know, I, I've, I've known people, you know, with, with that. So this is a, it's not very nice. So it's, it's, it's cool to see them shed light on it and show that these, these are things that happen to people in life, you know, so I kind of like that touch, uh, even though it is sad. Um, and, uh, uh, so yeah, um, going back to Famous's sister, uh, Jessica, right? Is her name Jessica? Yep. Um, so we like, you talked about that scene already at the studio and everything, um, with, you know, I guess Lulu was supplying the, the, the engineer and everything at the studio. But then we see later on that, you know, Jessica kind of tells Lulu that, you know, he could do that too. Like he has the talent to, to be able to get into the music and, you know, um, music is a product. So the same way you're selling you know, the illegal product on the streets, you could sell the real product, like the legal product. So she's kind of motivating him to do better in life, I guess. And I think this is going to be a dynamic we, we, we see more of. And I say that because, um, you know, before he took out D-Wiz, you saw that look in his eyes that was like, I really don't want to do this. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sad I, I have to do this. And But he was kind of forced into that situation to where he had to do it and so I, I think there is a part of him that doesn't want to do what he's doing um, and would like to do other things um, and you know explore other things in life so I, I think that part of him is there and maybe Jessica is going to unlock that and um, there is obviously tension between him and Famous right now but we know that famous is super into music, into, into rapping. Um, and, you know, so I can see a scenario where maybe, you know, Lulu does explore that side, um, of, you know, of music and everything. And famous, you know, they might actually become like friends because, you know, he, he wants to rap. He enjoyed like he's really into it. We see that, you know, when he's with Kanan, he actually goes to the, the crowd of people that are rapping, you know, on, on at the park or whatever, right? So so yeah, I, I, I see, you know, a scenario where those two actually become, you know, on good terms and everything. But then maybe the street the street life heats up and it kind of draws them back into the mix. So and and that can show how, you know, um no matter how much you try to escape these things they have a habit of coming back to you. Um, mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. Um, I, go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I, I just was going to say that's that's a very good point. Uh, and, and you and you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, that, that can definitely happen for those two characters. But Unique is going to want retaliation after what happened in this episode. So let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <with> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Dana, go ahead, Dana. Go ahead, Dana. You no, it was something. really quick that um, no one mentioned that I thought was an interesting factor and kind of maybe plays into a theory. Um, mm -hmm. um, the, the girl that Kanan likes, my everything's slipping my mind at this moment. Uh, Davina. 
Davina, she has a daughter. Wasn't it a daughter? A baby. See, is that, is that a sibling or? That, that's that. See, that's something that I was questioning last week. Was that uh, a daughter? Yeah. They said it was a, a sister. A sister. Okay. But I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. See, I, I just kind of really questioned it. Yeah. You know. That's what she was telling Kanan. That's her sister. So I, I, I thought that was her, her daughter. But that, yeah, that could be a twist that's coming. You know, it could yeah. be, could be hers. Which you know, kind of can lead into another theory. What happens? Remember the whole thing with Sean, right? Mm-hmm. And Sean is his son. But what if it's his son and not really his son? We don't know. That's just true. throwing it out there. We don't know because just like with the kid, we don't know if Davina has another kid. It within this whole series. I mean, they're around fifteen or so, right? So we don't know whether or not um, she ends up pregnant by someone else, and then something happens to her. Because I don't. We all know that all these characters are not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Something happens to her. She raise he raises Sean as his own, but it's not his own. That's possible. Oh, like biologically own. So. I was just when I saw that baby, I was like, "Oh, I was I was kind of upset that it wasn't a boy," because I was like, "Oh, there goes Sean." So yeah, I don't. Yeah, that 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 could be the case. I do think we will see the origins of Sean though um, throughout this this series at some point. Yeah, but that those are very good theories. So we'll see. Yeah. um, So my final takeaway is just that um, you know. It's clear to me now after watching Raquel for three episodes, she plays dirty and she, she is playing, <laughs> she is playing by the Stringer Bell playbook. Oh, so really? Her and Stringer Bell play by the same book. And you, you see it by how, you know, the rule, what's the rule of the number one rule in the street is don't snitch, don't cooperate with police, but she's using the police to, you know, do her dirt. She, she's, you know, she used Howard in this case. Like mm-hmm. that would be considered a dirty move in the streets to do that, you know. Um, so she, it, she, clearly, she does not care. She's out to to do whatever it takes to survive, you know, and to you know keep her her son safe. Um, so she's playing by a very, very dirty playbook. Um, she she doesn't care about the code of the streets. And, you know, that is what I have observed about her character. And I do have uh, questions about this later. So we could. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Dana had a question. We, we, here's the thing. We kind of knew that because remember her first boo was killed for snitching. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't like she, in her way, mourned him. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, well, he snitched. He got what he got. Moving on to the next one. Cougar. Rawr. Instead, it was like, you know, she really felt something. And she was kind of sad about it. She didn't disown him. So I don't really think that, unless it involves her, like her being snitched on, I don't see that she has a problem with the overall theme of snitching. Yeah, I, clearly she doesn't. Yeah. I was just making it clear, you know, after three episodes, it's clear she's playing by a different handbook. So, <laughs> and, and that leads... You know, into the question, I might as well just, you know, say this question now because my takeaway is over with. So since we're already on Raquel, right? The question is, get ready because this is a deep one. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Should we respect 
should we respect Raquel or should we hate her? And the reason I ask this question is because look, look at the evidence in question so far, right? She killed D. Wiz. She or she she ordered him to be killed. You know, okay. a young boy, fifteen or whatever, right? She she then proceeded to show up at the mother's house, the mourning mother. You know, prayed with the mother with her son, who was D. Wiz's best friend and is also hurt by this, right? She she did this like she she did nothing wrong at all, like like a psychopath or something, like a sociopath, right? Um, she dropped dime on the drug deal, which we saw, and she also microwave microwaved a dog in the first episode. So, you know, with all of this evidence, with, with her rap sheet and everything we know about her, should we re- respect Raquel, or are we meant to hate her? So, Dana, what is it like? What would you think about that? I'm muted. I muted. Okay, I think that we are not. Uh, see, I can respect Raquel because she is someone who is willing to do what is necessary. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate her. I think that you know she did everything that she has done that was necessary in order to protect herself, protect the family, protect the business. And yes, it's unfortunate that D Wiz is murdered and that he is a kid, but. Children are involved in this situation and therefore they know of the consequences. And while it's unfortunate, that's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, in terms of the dog, that was just, that was kind of just a power play. Cause like, oh, you, you think you're going to slight me and think you're better than me. Roasted the dog, you know, that was terrible, but hilarious at the same time. So um, I don't view her as a villain. I view her as someone who is not going to be disrespected. And as a woman in the industry, you're going to have to be considered harder than the other people, even though she's literally reacting and doing the same things as a man would do. Right. Okay. And and how do you feel about it, Rich? Yeah, I think... uh... These, these characters are supposed to be complex in nature. Yes, she's doing what she has to do to survive as, as also a boss. She is the one that's in charge of this entire uh, operation. So she's going to do stuff that certain people don't like. I know, go back to what you mentioned earlier about certain characters on the wire. Yeah, we probably like those characters, but they were not necessarily positive in their actions and what they did to others. Uh, even if you want to talk about another example, Tony Soprano on The Sopranos, this is another character that everyone, a lot of people dislike, but yet you still are rooting for the character to if something happens to the character, say somebody is close to him, gets killed you want to see him get revenge. I recall him killing his own brother-in-law on the show. So stuff like that, uh, I I feel like the character is meant to be complex. Uh, Do I dislike the character though um I, I i don't dislike the character i appreciate and respect the hustle but i do know that at some point you know anytime you do something bad it comes back to you and and i and i will be curious to see exactly what that is because we know that she is not anywhere to be found in the in the the current modern day power series 
So I would assume something happened to the character. It's a question of did Unique uh, was Unique the one that ultimately you know was successful in taking her out, or did or is it someone within the family, such as Kanan or the brothers? I I feel if it is Kanan. Uh, well, yeah, that w- would explain a lot of why the character is the way that he is and is, is you know, has no remorse whatsoever. But yeah. again, it's too early for us to know for sure. They just want to give you tidbits as to what these people were like. And so that when stuff happens later, you have a, a bigger explanation as to why it led to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's meant to be complex in nature. I... I, I, but I, I definitely don't dislike the character. I like that she's presenting herself in the way she has to. Although I did not like the fact that she ordered that hit on D. Wiz. But again, that had to happen because they made it very clear when someone gets killed, the street code is that there needs to be another person that that gets killed to take his place. Uh, we did what we didn't see in this episode was how that paid off because this whole episode was them focused on. Well, now we need to get intel on Unique's next move to stop him. So that's why I'm very curious to see what happens in the next episode because I still expect people to come after um, Kanan and the family. We it just didn't happen in this episode because, as you both said, this is a setup to what's happening next. But yeah, I, I don't dislike the character. I question some of the things that they do, obviously. But uh, whatever they if they do something bad, it always comes back on you, no, no matter what. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Great points from uh, both of you. And, you know, I, I, I agree, you know, uh, for the most part, like she, these are complex characters. These characters live in a certain environment where, you know, these things are sort of like the norm, you know, there's a lot of backstabbing, a lot of betrayal, you know, that that's what it was like, you know, living in that neighborhood and in, in that era. Right. Um, and I'm also from the cloth of, um, you know, because I, I, I read a lot of books I, and, and, and I see the discussions people make about books when they say, oh, I don't like none of these characters because they, you know, they did this, this and this, like none of the characters are likable. I'm not from that cloth. Like for me personally, I feel like the characters don't have to be likable for me to enjoy the story. Um you know they just need to have depth they need to there needs to be you know an understanding of why they are making the decisions they're making um and you know the darker the character i i think they're more interesting but that might be you know because i don't know like maybe i'm a dark person i don't know but like we all have a darker side you know so it's just that's just something i kind of enjoy like i like dark complex characters like that you know i like examining them and 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 you know trying to get into their head and understanding what they do so you know i like raquel as a character but you know to play devil's advocate you know she has done some pretty wicked things and um you know just to to to, to deep dive into you know this a little bit more and play keep playing that devil's advocate um i want to say that you know she killed she had d Wiz killed right to protect Kanan. So that, you know, she could make a deal and say, okay, look, um, you know, Buck got killed. So here's a body for a body. So let, let's resolve this and, you know, um, let's keep Kanan out of this. Right. So that was the whole reason she did that. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, she is now, 
you know, um, doing unique dirty by, you know, she set up this thing in this episode, um, to have that deal, you know, um, hit by, by Howard and everything. So how, how does she think, you know, that is going to go once people find out what happened there? Like, does it, doesn't she think that, you know, it's going to be cause and effect? Like if unique finds out what was going on, he's going to be like, you know what? Let's go at them. Let's go right back at them. Like, and, and then Kanan is going to be once again at risk. So what's up, Rich? I just was going to say, uh, that's a very good question. It's as if the character is, she is very confident in her abilities. She doesn't really care. She's going to do what she wants to do and not really worried about the consequences because, you know, we do know that when she spoke to Unique a couple episodes ago, he said that he called off the hit, but he was not responsible for what could happen with others who just still want to go after. So he could easily say, okay, now the, now the hit is on Kanan once again. And I don't know if she really thought through any of that. I would assume she had, because the thing is, is that you did that. But I think the biggest issue is that at the end of this episode, like the fact that Unique saw Lulu and Marvin there, that's a bad look. Because now it looks, it, maybe, maybe she she could have thought, oh, well, the bust just happened. Uh, maybe she would have made it so that he would think that it just happened. It just so happened that the police caught him and no one knows any information. But the fact that those two were there, that's going to yeah. come right back on her. Um, so that's where it was going to backfire. And, and and since you're you, you're also talking about Raquel, one other thing I did want to mention, because I don't know if you were going to go in this direction. Uh, the relationship with Symphony. Do y'all get the sense that Obviously, she likes to talk to him. She know we know he's very intelligent. He's always talking about architecture, buildings, and stuff like that. Do you see that she wants to gain this information from him because eventually they may have to get another spot in the future down the road to stash their supply or whatever? As they expand, they have to you know get you know another place to consider stashing whatever they have because I don't know if. The uh, bodega is going to work out uh, fully. I mean, it, it, I mean, as they grow more and more, if they continue to get do business and you know business expands, they have to get another another spot. I would think. So I'm thinking that she's sort of obviously she likes the guy, likes to you know get physical with him and stuff like that. But I think long term focus. I don't think she's just sticking with this guy just because there has to be some type of thing that she's thinking about how he could benefit what I'm doing without being fully involved in the actual drug stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's definitely, you know, super calculated. So I do think she she is, you know, she's doing something with this information that she she's getting from him. Um, and, you know, maybe she does like him also, and she she, she looks for you know, comfort. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's 100% using him. Like, I don't I don't think that. I think there's, there's a little something, but I do think that she is, you know, Calculative as well, and she's getting something out of, out of, you know, something more out of this than, than what people think. So, really? I don't yeah. see that at all. I got the complete opposite. I got the fact that she was, you know, she has physical needs, and that's what he is there for, and yeah. probably whatever information she can get out of him. I see her manipulating him in that sense, and I see him, um. 
not knowing the full manipulation tactic. I mean, he just kind of made himself at home in that sense. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, as the children would say, an F-boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because of what he did, like sitting at the computer with his clothes off, I, I agree. Just for that well, yeah, that was a territorial yeah. move, you know, grown man walking around naked at the computer. No, well, you have a kid. Well, let me ask a question. Do, do y'all want to give him a little bit of slack? He, he tried to, to stop when the, the last episode when she first engaged him. He she he was the one that said, "Hey, hold on, we don't need to do this right now." And then she takes off, just like in the, in, the, in you know you know like in every other movie, the woman takes off the jacket. Oh, look at what she got on underneath. Hardly any clothes. And then there you go. Oh, now I have to, you know. <laughs> So that's why I it felt like he tried to stop it, but uh, no. She, she she said she initiated and said no. It's happening right now. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to have a little bit of respect for the household, but mm -hmm. you know, again, maybe it's a territorial thing. That's like you know, you're not the man of the house situation. You don't rule over me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I I, just, I want to see Kanan rough him up in, in this season. Just because of that. Like, I, I, want, I want to see him. They're both kids. What are they? Literally, like, what? Three years apart, maybe? Three, ten? Maybe ten. I, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe ten. ten. Maybe ten. Because Kanan's, yeah. It Fifteen. Could be, yeah, it could be. Yeah. I think 15. it's like ten. It's close, it's close to ten. Close to ten. If not ten on the dot. Yeah. Because he's in yeah, college. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, maybe less than I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. You're trying, but yeah, like uh, any anything else about Raquel you want to say for uh, next question? No, I just really respect what she's doing. Um, yeah, I, I don't see her as some type of evil person yet. The the only thing I will say, the final thing I will say about Raquel is that. As you've already mentioned, Gary, yeah, she's been very cold and calculated. She's made a lot of moves. Only thing I will say is her moves are not done yet. So we'll see what she does next. Um, but I am very curious. You brought up a very good point. I, you know, because of this whole thing with Unique and the fact that he know now knows that she has something to do with that corner thing, or at least he suspects. I'm very curious to see what her move is going to be now because. That's obviously unique. He he can tell. Hey, I know I canceled this hit on Kanan. Now it's back on one hundred percent, and I, maybe I'll even double the bounty if you kill him and you kill the rest of them too. So I'm curious to see how she's going to react in the next episode because you don't do that move without thinking about what could be the consequences that come after that. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, and and I mean, unique could um. Unique could play it in many ways, like you know, because he physically saw uh, Lulu and Marvin, he might decide to clap back at them first only, and mm -hmm. like uh, because he actually saw them there, so he he probably suspects that they did something right. Um, mm -hmm. So he might not go directly at Raquel or Kanan right away. He might go for for the uncles, um, but then it can escalate from there, you know. So like if 
if if there's a, a back and forth situation, eventually he might be like, you know what, let's go at Kanan. You know, let's let's go for Raquel and Kanan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it could be like an escalation type type thing. But yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. But I do want the the listeners to chime in on that question. Like, what do you guys make of Raquel? You know, what what do you think of her and the decisions that she's made so far in raising Kanan? Please let us know because I, I want to hear more takes on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we pretty much covered all these questions now. Um, so the the next question was going to be, you know, will Unique clap back next week? Um, you know, because he saw <laughs> Zulu and Uncle Marvin. You know, we pretty much covered that already. But like, um, Dana, do you have any thoughts on on what Unique might do after you know what we saw at the end of this episode? Well, it's going to stick and move. Someone's going to get stick and moved. So, <laughs> no, I, I do see there being some kind of retaliation um, between that. And I, I do see also a lot of misunderstanding going on between the characters. So, I, I do. I see it has to happen that way. I, I mean, it would... Yeah, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, and, oh, good. Oh no, I, I, I just wanted to add, yep, I do believe something's going to happen. Also the fact that now Kanan is out there selling. Again, Raquel yeah. does not know this. And that's why I say that's a vulnerability right there, if he ever finds that out. I think that I know that Raquel is very you know, she's um she has a handle on her emotion. She's not someone who's gonna go out there and react, you know, irrationally right away. You know what I mean? That that gut reaction. Yeah. I do see her being calculated, but I also see her being someone where if you do something that she says not to do with her son, that bond that they have, that she will easily retaliate in an emotional way that mm-hmm. she wouldn't normally do because it is her son and that closeness with it. And the fact that she wants him starting out at like a lower position and he's right there on the block selling. And, you know, they did that whole thing where it was like, and I made my first sale. And like he was really happy about that situation mm-hmm. with the white kid in the park. He was like a hippie. <laughs> you know, and how he just like, you know, taught him how to do it. And it was that sense of pride that he had with it. So this is something that I don't see him not. Well, we all know what ends up happening in the end. But I, I see that this is something that sparks him. Like he was really proud of that moment. And the fact that the uncle is hiding that from the mother I do see this being a huge clash where I don't want to say she's going to just, oh, I'm going to kill you, but there's going to be a lot of friction between the two and Mm -hmm. Kanan will have to pick a side. And I think Mm -hmm. that that, he's going to end up choosing his uncle for that, even though he sacrificed a lot. Especially if he finds out what really happened with D-Wiz. Right. And so that could be a retelling. You can sit and say, you know, yeah, you have those arguments and like that that moment where like a coincidence the kid walked in. So you can have one of those argument situations and then you look, and that's why you killed D-Wiz. And then he walks in and he's like, mom, that kind of situation. I And you know how, because we saw this with Tariq. Remember when Tariq, every time he was upset and threw a fit, he ran to Kanan. Mm-hmm. I remember he was staying with Kanan for a while. And that point where Kanan was going to kill him, but they were staying with Kanan for a while. So I see there being that kind of argument, and he ends up staying with the uncle type of situation. 
that that is an excellent observation and to go to add to your point i would say it feels as though this episode teased not only that relationship being something that blossoms but also jukebox moving cl closer to raquel because yeah, you notice in this episode that they yeah they both go to opposite go go to each other's places and they're talking to the parents mm -hmm. and and the way that they have portrayed jukebox like she's cool with her dad but she's not really close like when right. remember when he went to go pick up Kanan, she didn't want to ride she says no i'm good i'm good so it kind of feels like there's a little bit of distance in that relationship but and now you see she's trying to you know once again get close to raquel by leaving the stolen clothes there so that could definitely be how things are going to turn out with those characters well something ends up drawing Kanan and um jukebox closer for mm -hmm. you to tell him that you're gay remember that's the first person that she tells that we learned mm -hmm. in the power series that he's that she confides in him and she trusts him that much now i don't know whether or not he ends up betraying that trust well no i don't think he does because we see them later together in the other power episodes Oh yeah, L later, later he does. L later, later, later. later. But you can betray that trust. <laughs> She's like a full-grown woman working with the, the the police department by then. Mm -hmm. But um, we don't know whether or not they end up betraying that trust because they kind of switch off with parents. But I don't. I feel that there might be a tension between the two of them. It, definitely not now, but somewhere down that road. Because mm -hmm. I don't. I see Raquel being the kind of person because we know that it's Kanan that she tells first and but if you look at the show it to me it felt like in that moment she was going to tell Raquel that she was with a woman a girl a yeah. woman female mm -hmm. so but she didn't do that yet so I don't know if something happens where they break apart and they don't have that comfortability and safety that she feels within Raquel because it's actually Kanan maybe it's something where Kanan finds out and you know catches them in a moment and they're kissing or something. Mm -hmm. But I'm really interested in knowing the dynamic and how it ends up fracturing between that. Very good points. Yeah. Yeah, excellent points indeed. Um, a lot of great takes on, you know, the the different uh, relationships between Raquel, you know, her brother, Kanan, and Jukebox. So, um, again, People listening definitely chime in. Let us know what you think of, of these uh, situations. Also, um, and going back to you know um, unique, um, I do think that you know what what might happen next week is um, I think we might see a conversation between unique and Howard because unique is going to have a lot of questions about you know what went down because we know that unique and Howard. You know, they sort of had an understanding from from that last episode when they spoke to each other, right? Um, so, mm -hmm. so he, I, I think maybe they will have a conversation, and I'm going to be interested to see what Howard will say in that conversation because will he admit to the fact he spoke to Raquel, or you know, will he deceive and and play both sides? Raquel is so. such a she just comes across as so annoying. Who? The partner? Her, the partner. No. Okay. Like, I know that she's, you know, she's new and she's frustrated and she wants to make a name for herself. Mm -hmm. she, and, you know, I feel that um, Howard, I keep calling him Omar, but Howard, 
you know, he's settled in his job. He's settled in his place in life because he's been at that job for so long. He's probably not phased by certain things like, oh, we didn't catch the killer. Okay, well, I'm going to go home now. Well, she's more like wants to close the case on everything and wants to get this guy. And you remember the opening scene, how she was roughing up the guy, you know, get on the wall. And they was making fun of her because he was like, no one says that unless you're new. Um, <laughs> so that kind of dynamic, I, she, I find her being just so gosh darn annoying. But I wonder if she is going to end up um, with a, not necessarily with another partner or she's going to start complaining Um about Howard and his situation. At this moment, I cannot see them confiding in each other just because she's just, sorry, she's just annoying. <laughs> but at this moment, I just can't see them confiding and you know, that could change later on. But I don't see them in that close, you know how you've been with that partner? They haven't really been to it with each other for so long. And I just kind of see, you know, he gave that monologue kind of that was like, you know, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm in the car and I wonder if she is going to end up partnering with someone else or complaining about Howard and that now the, the eyes or whatever it is the upper people will be more invested with Howard and what he's doing and whether or not it's illegal side activities because I know at this point you can say Howard literally has nothing to lose he's dying and in fact and it's such a rare and aggressive cancer he can easily be out of here in a matter of months you know, so I don't even know if he'll make it through the whole first season. Uh-oh. I don't. And yeah. also, the thing with Howard, I don't know, but I kind of feel that he will end up confiding more in Raquel about what's really going on with him. I don't know the closest of their relationship, but wouldn't it be interesting if she is the one who's able to find a match because he needs the bone marrow derma? You know, I I thought they that, that I thought that conversation was going to happen when they met up. I thought he was going to tell her that, um, but I guess we'll, we'll have to wait for that moment to happen because right. if he's not uh, trying to do it quickly, no. Um, but he's he's going through that crisis where he's like, I'm respected. I'm you know I'm King Kong that kind of yes. training. <laughs> I was waiting for him. Like he basically gave the King Kong monologue to himself in the car. Yeah. So. And then, He's, yeah. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, you, you said a lot of interesting things there. and um, but, but what was you going to say, Rich? Because I have some things to Well, to I, I just going to say, yeah, he gave the King Kong monologue and then goes into the office and gets chewed out by his boss. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not the rest of But well, isn't that a great dynamic? Because, like, oh, the streets respect me more than my boss does, so that you think it is easily turned that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That there's no escape in that chain of command when it comes to policing. <laughs> that that's that's another thing the wire taught us. So, um, but just to bounce off of some of those things that uh, Dana brought up, like I, I definitely think there is there is going to be a lot of tension between Howard and his partner because we we see in this episode that he takes um, he takes a lot of jabs at her, and then later on in the episode she says something. Um, smart you know I, I can't remember the exact conversations or the, the the words they were saying but she calls out something when they're on during the stakeout you know because there was another car driving by and she was like you know that's like the third time that car drove by and then howard was like yeah you good looking like you know good looking out because because they must be scouting the spot 
and uh, mm-hmm. and then you know she 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 uh, does like a callback to what he said to her earlier, and she's like, "Yeah, see, I'm 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 not that slow or whatever it was. Like I can't remember exactly what he said to her, but yeah. So he he he's he's jabbing at her a little bit, you know. So I think that is going to cause some tension between them. And then you know when she sees that Howard is playing dirty with regards to the street stuff. You know, I, I think that, you know, she might end up going to the boss or whatever. Um, you know, I, so, I, so yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like that is coming. Um, there was something else you said, but what was it? I don't know. It, if it comes back to me, it does, but I'm not going to hold up the show. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, keen to see like how, you know, how things are going to play out with. With Howard and, and and his partner, because uh, there's like so many ways that can go now. And, and going back to Unique, it, I, it would be very interesting if he plays both sides of the fence with Raquel and and Unique now. Like just seeing that dynamic and and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm all out of questions. So I mean, <laughs> is, that, is there anything else you guys wanted to you know? Uh, touch on from this episode or anything that you wanted to expand on that we discussed already I mean I'm, I'm certainly curious as to what it is that you was going to say and you forgot I, I would assume it was about Howard or his diagnosis yeah. or the training day monologue or, or something to that degree yeah but, it was not, it was something regarding what Dana was talking about but I can't remember now it just completely slipped my mind <laughs> You know, because we were talking and stuff. So, but yeah, um, uh, if it comes back to me, I, I, I'll bring it up. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, overall, like we said earlier, you know, this was one of those episodes where it was like, you know, it's setting things up. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to get very juicy next week. Um, you know, every every season kind of has the you know at least one or two of these episodes where it's That's like. Juice. Is it slows down a bit and it's just it's building up to something and this was one of those episodes but I will say that they still managed to keep it interesting even though it was a building episode mm-hmm. uh, because you know I recall we did the, 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 the snowfall aftermath you know for that last season of snowfall and I yep. believe it I believe it was like uh, episode 7 or something was uh, pretty slow and it was like noticeably like you know a slow episode right Uh Um, but with this it's like it was a slower episode but it was still very deep and very entertaining like there was still a lot to take from it so I appreciate that you know uh, in terms of the writing and the storytelling of this show Mm -hmm. um, they've definitely stepped it up a whole lot Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they they have a lot of you know new writers and stuff at their disposal, you know. So much power to them, you know. Power to the uh, <laughs> the, the power team and stars. So yeah, um, and don't don't forget you you can hire us. We're available, you know. If you want to make sure, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, okay. that's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, yeah. Fifty cents. Watch this this video at some point and say, "Yeah, that this, this Uncle Gary guy is uh, somebody Gary. I need to pursue." <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But, um, was there anything else at all you guys wanted to say before we wrap things up? 
Well, I just really like the relationship building that they're doing. And we're only on the third episode and we're there establishing such great characters and setups and how they introduce the new characters. I want to know more about how, I uh, guess you would call him the King Penish. I can't remember his name. Dean. Dean. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know how Dean gets. I know that they made they stay made a statement that you know he doesn't get his hand there his hands dirty. He lets the underlings do everything. He just collects his money and he's happy. Um, but I wonder, just by showing him, will we get any more from him? You know, um, involving this whole situation. Uh, yes. Well, I was gonna say I think he's gonna get his hands dirty now. If he find out that Smurf. <laughs> Papa Smurf was, uh, you know, did they gave some information he wasn't supposed to give? But we'll see. I know, but the thing I feel like the second that you do something that you're not supposed to do, you end up getting caught. Mm-hmm. Remember the whole thing with um, um, American Gangster when you're not supposed to dress flashy, and that one time he dressed flashy and it brought his whole thing down. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. he wanted to wear that coat. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't don't wear the coat. Just just keep doing what you're doing. You'll be fine. Um, but I really like the the character developments of everyone. I want to learn more about their relationships and how the, everything falls apart. And I'm kind of sad because at this moment you have people who are really happy in their relationships and just happy at what where they are in their place. And you know that that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. nothing can be sweet for too long. Yeah. Oh, so sad. <laughs> That sounded like a good Snapple thing. I don't know if you have it in the UK, but they're like, if you have the sna- Snapple, I don't know if you have Snapple in the UK, but there's hey, a drink called I Snapple. Think, I don't think we do. It's yeah, there's a drink called, called, it's called something else, I'm sure. The, snap, the Snapple. But um, in, in the UK, no, and in, in here in America, we have a drink called Snapple, and on the cap, it gives you Snapple facts. And, and what you said sounded like a nice Snapple fact. Oh, wow. Uh, well, next time you know I'm over there, I need to get myself a Snapple. Then. You got to get a Snapple. It it's says. really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, Rich, you had nothing else, right? Oh no, I'm just going to say another great episode. Uh, thank everybody for continuing to support the show, mm-hmm. and definitely leave your comments because uh, we're, we're very curious to hear what your theories are as well on on the show. For sure. And, um, yeah, that leads right into our, our shout outs. And, you know, I just want to say um, thank you to all the people who support. Thank you to everyone who, you know, who actually liked the video last week and everything like that. You know, all of that stuff helps us in the algorithms because the algorithms are, you know, working against us. But if you like this and you want to support us, then, you know, do it is key that you do hit the like button and comment. Let us know your thoughts and everything like that. Um, engage with the show. Um, and turn and notifications cool. on so that you can get a notification on this video and yeah, mm-hmm. the other videos drop. Absolutely. Yeah, hit, the, hit the bell, subscribe, you know, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, big shouts to, to Anna as well because, you know, she's been listening, you know, she, so um, she's been giving some feedback as well. So I want to give shouts to her. Um, and yeah, everyone else, man. And, Big shouts to you, Dana, as well for all the work you're doing. I know you've got some like a lot of stuff lined up. We we, we have know, stuff so. that's official now, so yay! Very official. We can very official. Dana is proper connected. Like she she's like a real you know industry person. Like she's Hollywood now. So I'm yep. Hollywood. I'm a little bit now. I'm not. I'm joking. I'm no one. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, shouts to you also, Rich, of course. Uh, you know, the, the editor in chief, the guy with the glue that holds everything together. So, mm-hmm. oh, uh-oh. well, thank you. Yes, uh, I have some stuff coming as well. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, so Dana, do you have any shout outs or any, anything? Um, you wanna- shout outs to everyone who has, who has been listening. I have to learn how to talk. So, shout outs to them. We will have more. Um, power coming we have more 50 cent shows that are coming that i can say um we we have a bunch of other shows i got approval for the uh the tv critics association so that includes a lot of the stars is in stars z the 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 the, the network stars Z. we watch power so um we have that we're waiting for bmf so i know gary's really excited about that um we have that. We have a lot of Netflix shows that are coming. We got uh, Aquafina is coming and a lot more Disney. We got Free Guy that's coming up with a really interesting interview on uh, how that's going to pan out. I'm just waiting for more confirmation that I can say. So it's going to be a very busy August. Wow. It sounds like your schedule was crazy. I have three. 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 Uh, um, yes. It's it's a lot. Five prayers. I'm glad I don't have your schedule. Oh. <laughs> well, you're the minute. Talk about your stuff, Mister Gully. Yeah, Gully. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, we'll save that for later. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Rich? Uh, any shout outs? Oh yeah, a shout out to everybody that left a comment last week that liked the video. Has been checking out all the content we have. Uh, as Dana mentioned, there's a lot of things coming in August. Uh, and <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, there are quite a bit of other shows that we do watch. We just don't do podcasts on. So if you do want to hear our opinions on some other shows, feel free to let us know in the comments what shows that you watch or you think that you would like to hear our opinions on. Because believe me, there's a ton of shows I watch. I just don't jump on a podcast every so often, but I will gladly do that if I know people want to hear what I think about other certain shows. So feel free to let us know about that in the comments mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah, for sure. There, there is a lot more shows I want to chime in on too. Um, and you know, we might not necessarily do an episode by episode for everything. Like some things, it might just be like a one shot review. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some, you know, some things I, I, I definitely want to. Uh, speak on in the future but um yeah definitely do what rich said last know what you know shows um you know you guys enjoy watching um we might even put up like a suggestion box thing like where we we allow people to like you know submit uh the episode the the, the tv shows they watch and stuff and then mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll see which ones that you know we we actually enjoy and, and might cover in the future mm-hmm. um, so yeah definitely last know because because we do enjoy doing this um, and you know um, the coalition. You know at the coalition we cover many things. We cover movies, TV shows, and also video games. Um, so you know you can go to the website thecoalition.com. We have a lot of you know written reviews also, and you know written uh, editorials and things of that nature. So if you are into pop culture, video games, movies, TV shows, comic books, whatever it is. 
that there might be something at the site for you. So do take the time to check that out, you know, um, as well as, you know, the, the rest of the content on the YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, that is pretty much it for today. So thanks for, for tuning in. We will be back next week, you know, to cover episode four of Raising Canaan. Until then, have a good week, everyone. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves.